Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The one who saved you, Jesus, is going to be there. The one who inhabits you right now, the Holy Spirit, is going to be there. And I want us to read these three statements this morning with humility and thankfulness. The reason we are in heaven, God. You're not going to be in heaven because of you. You're not going to be in heaven because of a church. You're not going to be in heaven because of me. The only reason you're going to be in heaven is God. There is only one way to heaven. That is through Jesus Christ. He must get you in or you won't get in at all. You don't go to heaven because you have more good points than bad marks against your name. No, the people who are going to heaven really deserve to go to hell. But they called out to Jesus and he saved them. You must be born again to go to heaven. Not just a member of a church, but a member of God's family. Not just a good person who does good deeds. But you must have a relationship with Jesus. If you've never been born again, this message is a good one for you. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verse 43, with our continuing study entitled, Heaven, the Best is Yet to Come. like to be paradise. What do you think of a paradise? Hawaii, Tahiti. Some of you think of Mims. Lord, help you. (laughs) That is not paradise. By the way, here's what I was thinking about. In heaven, there will be no bucket list. Because you know how long that bucket list would be? From the moon back to here. Because there's going to be so many things to explore in a world that we have never even imagined and can't at the moment. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic. A place of continuous activity forever. Would you just repeat it with me this morning? Let's say it like you're dying in the next two seconds and that's where you're going. Let's just try. The best is yet to come. Take me, take me, take me, take me, take me. It's exactly right. See, that's where you're going to be. You're not going to be here to hold on to my foot. I don't want to go. You want to be there. Paul said, I I love it here, but man, this is the place I want to be. Now, Dio Moody said this, one of the greatest evangelists of all time. Soon you'll read in the newspaper that I'm dead. Don't believe it for a moment. I'll be more alive than ever before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, turn with me to the book of Revelation. I told you, Genesis to Revelation. Last book of the Bible, Revelation 21. Scoot on down to verse 3. I want you to write this after you get there. Heaven is a place where our God is. Where our God is. Now look what John writes for us. 
I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. That is the purpose of God. God's purpose is to have you live with him forever. And this is, this is our purpose. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. My purpose is to be with God forever. Now, I want you to look at me because you need to understand where we're going here. The attraction of heaven is not just the place. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. But the attraction from heaven is that God is going to be with us forever. The one who saved you, Jesus, is going to be there. The one who inhabits you right now, the Holy Spirit, is going to be there. And I want us to read these three statements this morning with humility and thankfulness. The reason we are in heaven, God. You're not going to be in heaven because of you. You're not going to be in heaven because of a church. You're not going to be in heaven because of me. The only reason you're going to be in heaven is God. Next, let's read it. The reason we are forgiven, God. It's not you. It's nothing you did. It's what God did for you. He forgave you. And the last one. The reason we have today eternal life, God. When you read those three, something should come to your mind. It's all about God. It's not about me. Don't think, people say this all the time. When I get to heaven, I got this whole list of things I'm going to ask God. First off, fool, when we get to heaven and realize we made it, we're going to fall on our knees. And you're not going to be looking at somebody, well, what kind of crown do I get? You're going to go, God, you're amazing. I don't understand how I got here, but thank you forever. He hates pride. We are never to be the one worshipped. We worship a God today. Amen? And he is awesome. He is awesome. Now, that's good. He loves it. Next thing I want you to write is this. Heaven is a happy, joyful, safe place. Psalm 16 says this. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures forever. Forever. Look at Revelation 21. You're right there. Look at verse 4. When we get there, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. You see, heaven is a place... There'll be no more bad memories. Those are erased. There's no more regrets from our mind. We will never be scarred, robbed, beaten, raped, violated. Heaven is going to be a safe place because there's no sin, no security guards, no pastors. I don't have to say a thing because you're already there. The word is among us. So understand... No gated communities. 
How many of you, now you young people, this won't be for you because you never remember this, but how many of the older people remember when you could leave in your neighborhood the front door open and never worry about anything? Let me see your hand. Look around. Today, if you do that, the minute you get home, you're buying a new furniture outfit for everything, including your new TV and all the rest. It's gone. When we get to heaven, no gated communities. Hallelujah. It's good. It, no, tears. You know, one of the most difficult times of the year is Christmas. That's why we have a kind of a grief share for people who have lost loved ones, because it brings it back so much right here. We'll never be hungry, thirsty, or lack for anything. Heaven is not only a place that's joyful, but heaven is a place, write it down, where perfect people live in their new bodies. Perfect people will live in their new bodies. All of us understand it's obvious that our bodies and our minds are imperfect. And they simply begin to break down. It doesn't matter how healthy you are. One day, it's not going to be that way. It's just because of sin. It's not because of God. And the Bible tells us we're going to receive new bodies in heaven. We're going to have personalities. That DNA of our soul is going to come with us and we'll be recognizable. We'll recognize our loved ones in heaven. How many of you have a, a loved one or a friend that you know is in heaven this morning? Does that give you hope? It gives amazing hope. In fact, many of us, when they were in the funeral home or the ashes were already we just basically, last second we could, we just said, I'll see you again. That's huge. That's huge. We all have loved ones, but we also have lots of friends and relatives who as yet have never, ever chosen Jesus Christ. Now, in this new body... It's going to be suited for heaven. It's not like here. It's very different. We don't understand it, but we have a picture of it because Jesus' body was real, visible, and tangible, his resurrected body, and imperishable. No more decay, no more aging, no more creams, ladies. Just fantastic, saves a fortune right there. Our disabilities will be gone. We won't have any kind of a sound ministry for people who can't. We won't have wheelchairs anymore. We don't have poor kids that just, they just need help. None of that. All gone. Perfect bodies. That's amazing. We've never been there. We've just simply never been there. Now, no sickness, no Alzheimer's, no senior moments. Yes. <laughs> Quit laughing. No senior moments. Our minds will be perfect. Our bodies will be perfect forever. Forever. You'll never get up in the morning and go, oh. You young people, that only happens to you when you play sports. But older, you just have to get out of bed and it gets like that. Am I right? For all of us, everything falls. I won't even go there. It's just going to be a great time in heaven. Because in heaven, the best... Amen. By the way, you can take all you want. It ain't going to be there. It won't do it. You're going to be gone. Sometimes we don't think about this. You say, well, Pastor Mark, so what? Nice, nice to learn about heaven. Thank you so much. But what am I supposed to do with that? Well, let me give you a little clue, and it will help you real quick. If I add this morning, doesn't matter who, where, what is listening to me. doesn't matter. If I add, and I'm doing this as an extension, if I add 150 years to us, from today, there's nobody listening to me that will be alive. Nobody. So you will be somewhere. 
Now, for most of us, it could be tomorrow, five years, two years, 10, 20. Some of you younger people, 40, 60, if God doesn't come. But there won't be anybody. We're all gone. We're done. We're finished. It's over. And you will be somewhere in eternity. So, so what? Turn with me to Colossians. I'm going to give you two things to write at the end of the teaching today. I want you to see two keys. Since I know what heaven's going to be like, a little bit, from God, not from a book, not from a movie, then I I need to do two things. In Colossians, you see where it is. Colossians chapter 3, all of our campuses. Watch what, what Paul writes. Remember, he's the only one that's ever been to heaven. Paul writes this, verse 1. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. In other words, spiritually, we're already in heaven. Physically, of course, we're not. Set your, circle this word, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your, circle this word, your minds. Remember, the battle is about our mind, what we think. Set your minds on things above, not just on earthly things. For you died spiritually. We're we're surrendering ourselves as we learned last week. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. First of two things I want you to write this morning. Because I know this about heaven, because I'm going to spend eternity somewhere. Number one, live with an eternal perspective in our hearts and our minds. You see, I guarantee you, unless you had a loved one that died this week or some kind of a disease was report said, whoa, you, you got cancer, you got this and that. Almost nobody thought about heaven this week or maybe in the last month. But see, the minute you get into God's word, it gives us a different perspective. It gives us a, a perspective that we learned last week that eternity is more valuable than temporal. Remember the whole thing I gave you last week? 80 years Moses could have been living in luxury. He's 3,000 years in heaven. There's no comp- And that's just the beginning. So understand, to set our minds on things above means to look at life from God's perspective. What do you want me to do in and through my life? C.J. Chesterton was a great guy, and he would speak about keeping your mind. You've heard this statement before. So heavenly-minded... No earthly good. We're not talking about that. I want to read you this morning from C.S. Lewis. He liked to challenge us. Listen what he reads. If you read history, you'll find that Christians who did most for the present world, they made most of their impact in the present world, were those who thought most of the next. They had an eternal perspective. They realized that every person they ever looked their eyes into would spend eternity somewhere. They weren't weird. But they got it. Then he says this. It's since Christians, since then, Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world, heaven, at all. And because of that, they become ineffective in this world. Ouch. Because we never think of things outside tomorrow, we're not interested in handing out an invite to Christmas Eve. What's up with that? I mean, the person's going to throw it away. But see, understand, here's the second thing I want you to write. Because we know all these truths, we have to apply them. Know the word, do the word. Here's the second one you want to write. Live every day with these priorities. God, people, 
and why you're still here this morning. The only reason you're here is not just to enjoy life, for sure. He loves to give us things to enjoy life and people. But you're here to expand the kingdom of God. Now watch what David said to us. Lord, remind me, Mark, how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You see, as you get older, you younger people will get it. I never got it when I was a kid. I get it now. It's somehow the clock goes faster. How many would agree with me? And see, here's what we... Th- I was thinking about this a lot this morning. We get up today, and we think today and next week, and the next week's going to be just like the last year. No, no, no. It's going like this. And it's going like this. And pretty soon, we're gone. Even if it's 70, we're gone. And so he says... Consider where are you going to spend eternity and consider all of those people who don't get it yet. We have to use our time to live for God. Now, remember God's heart is that no one perishes. That's why the cards. That's why you and I are here. These three priorities, knowing there's a heaven, knowing time is short, knowing that we're not going to live forever, it helps us to see that our loved ones will be there. It's a huge thing to know that these people that God's put around us, at least we've shared with them. Death is not simply death. It's a transition. We live beyond when we die. Now, I'm going to give you a for instance, an, an illustration. If our friends or loved ones who are now in heaven could text us to our smartphone... They cannot. Don't believe that. People in heaven can't contact us. They can see us, but they can't contact us. But if they could, what would they text us? I'm just giving you some illustrations. I'm going to give you four. Number one, they would tell us that heaven is a trillion times more exciting and fulfilling than you could ever imagine. How? Why would they text us that? Because they're there. They get it. Number two, they would continue to tell us to share the truth with our, the gospel with our friends, our relatives, our co-workers who are very confused about the truth. Why would they write that? Because they hear the angels full of joy when people come to Christ. And they remember how many people they knew that didn't know Christ. You know, there's one thing you can't do in heaven. Share the gospel. When we get to Luke, we'll talk about hell. And there was a man that went down to hell. He couldn't escape it. And you know, there was two requests. Some water for his parched tongue. But you know the other request was? Please send somebody to tell my brothers, whatever you do, don't come here. too late for him. Do you ever think about the eternity in your friends and relatives and co-workers? We can't change their life, but we can pray for them. That's why I want you to go around the campuses. We can hand out cards to people. You and I can see divine appointments opening up. Now, number three, they would remind us, and this is where you can help, 
of this truth. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. And the last one, if they could text you this morning, their text would be this as you read it. Make sure you, Mark, are ready for eternity. You see, spiritual warfare is personal. It's not just about our loved ones. It's about you. And some of you this morning, here at our campuses, watching, you're not ready. But you can be. I have a picture on my wall. It's this one in my office. It always reminds me of Christianity and how simple it is. On the top level, you see the cross and you see all those people headed into heaven, paradise. Why? Because there's only one way. There's not multiple ways to heaven. There's one. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's another lie from Satan. All roads lead to God. No, they do not lead to God. Only one road leads to God, and it's Jesus Christ. Now, those that chose not to take that road, they chose. Notice the bottom picture. They're also dying. There's the two destinations. Heaven for those who believe. Hell for those that don't. Pastor Mark, I knew it. I knew God was a mean, awful God. No, no, no. That picture reminds how much he loves you. He's crazy about you this morning. He sent his son to die for you and the world. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what am I supposed to do? Some of you don't understand. Very simple. If you confess in your, with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you, you can be saved. Here's what you have to do. You have to repent of your sins because your sins separate you from God. Number two, you have to believe that Jesus actually died for you. He's the one who took your sins and paid for them. Number three, by faith, you believe. And then you receive the gift of salvation. Then you begin following. It's not just an event. It starts with an event, but it's a lifestyle. And I want to give you this morning an opportunity at our campuses to change your life today. In a moment, on all of our campuses, we're going to bow our heads. And I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand. Everybody's heads bowed. And you're going to repeat a prayer after me. After you repeat that prayer, at the end of the service... Watch me. At the end of the service, I want you to find your way down here in Melbourne. I'll be over here. And I want you to say to me and every pastor, wherever you're at, I'll see you in heaven. My prayer this morning is nobody leaves our campuses unsure of where they're going. Now, I can't change that, but you can. The decisions you make today turn around and make you forever. It's not about a church. It's about a relationship with God. And if you're unsure, this is the day to either come back to God or for the very first time. Remember that your friend, your relative, your mom, your dad, your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, who's in heaven, would have said to you, make sure you come in here, and there's only one way to get there. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. Pastor Mark concluded his series, Living in Two Worlds, Visible and Invisible Today, with a message about heaven. He reminded us to live our lives with an eternal perspective. When our hearts and minds are set on priorities that are important to God, we change the way we live. We need to be using our time for God. There are people all around us that are going to hell. Will we share our eternal destinations with those that are close to us? You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark continues to teach from the Word of God. We hope you've received some insight into the battle that goes on for your soul. Satan is a deceiver and a liar, but God is stronger and will battle for us. He knows Satan's tricks and has given us all of the weapons we need to win this battle. We don't need to be afraid. We have God and His army of angels on our side. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for